Struggling to keep track of your story and world? Archivos is for you. More intuitive than a wiki, more extensible than Scrivener, Archivos builds your story bible into your personal, always-on tactical display. Graphical relationship charting, continuity tools, this thing has it all, with bonus options for fan engagement and real-time collaboration. Archivos. Story world management done right www.archivos.digital. That's www.archivos.digital. Welcome to the Everyday Novelist. My name is J. Daniel Sawyer, and I am your guide in this raucous journey of coping with the creative life. Fueled by your questions, we explore the trials and travails of productivity, discipline, art, and finances in the writing life. Welcome to The Questions, episode 1070. Today is the fire crackles and the springtime night blows its cold, cold air in at us. <laughs> we hear from Indiana Jim, who asks... So, I've read Eric Edson's The Story Solution, and I'm in the middle of John Truby's The Anatomy of Story. They both get pretty detailed about how good stories are structured and how all the elements play together. There's a whole lot there, and it's easy to see how people can get lost in the weeds, but they aren't formulas as such. Seems to me a good approach is to write the story, then use the structure to go back and see where the story is weaker. Does this apply only to screenwriting, or also the prose fiction? No, this is actually a really good way to do it with prose, and if you had a really good high school English teacher, when they were teaching you about the pyramidal story structure, the five acts, introduction, rising action, climax, falling action, and denouement, they will have had you write stories that they then debugged by looking at this thing. That said, it is really important to get structure down in your bones. It's also really important not to use structure to beat up a piece that, though it doesn't conform, is doing something really magical. Or at least doesn't conform in an obvious way. So, yes, what you want to do is you want to write a story as best you can, and then take a look at it in light of structure, but if you're alpha or beta readers are telling you this is brilliant, and they're not just the kind of people who will shine you on to make you feel good, then don't touch it. <laughs> if you've accidentally committed brilliance, don't bring it into conformity. But when you're getting things like, oh, it's seeming to drag, it didn't... It didn't go where it felt like it was going, and it wasn't a pleasant twist. There's something wrong with it, and I don't know why. Anything like that. That's one of the thing. One of the tools you bring to bear to improve things is structure. Do you have the events out of order? Are you not doing enough of the right kinds of setup? Because usually, it's very seldom will you not do enough setup per se, but you may not do enough of the right kinds of setup to um, then support the story that you've laid out on top of this structure. The rising action has to lead to the uh, climax, has to lead to the falling action. Um, your guns mounted on the wall in Act 1 have to be fired by Act 3. And if something is fired in Act 3, it has to be in Act 1 somewhere. 
you don't have to draw a lot of attention to it, but it has to be there. You have to set up what you pay off, and you have to pay off what you set up, even if that payoff is sideways and unexpected. That's where a really good twist ending comes in. And, and please don't mount the gun just before Act 3 and loudly call to it as if it was always there. That's you really seem annoying. to have something specific in mind. Please go on a rant. Kitty rants are great. This is something that has been happening a lot in um, in modern film. Okay. Some of the film YouTubes that we watch have complained about this specific thing. Where like ra- film courage. Like film courage, and um, instead of setting up something well, they'll decide somewhere in the middle of the film, and it also happens a lot in TV shows, but in TV, it's kind of excusable because you don't have the option of editing the first season when you're in the middle of the second. (laughs) But you will have characters or the storyline call attention to a thing in the middle of the film that becomes important in the next scene instead of actually setting it up in the beginning of the film or letting it be set up organically. You can start to tell these things when you're watching films and someone... um, loudly mentions this thing that the sh- that the ship can do and no one has ever mentioned it before <laughs> that the ship is going to do that thing in in the next scene and it's going to be important that's not set up okay let's <laughs> take a good a really good example just popped to mind when you said that though mm-hmm. of a show that did this right okay in the star trek next generation first season episode of the battle Picard is given his old ship, the Stargazer. And as part of his reminiscence, when it's given to him, he tells about the Picard maneuver, where he uh, goes into, at close range, goes into high warp, then drops out of high warp and hits an enemy ship with everything he's got, so that for a brief moment, the ship appears to be in two places at once. Sounded really cool, mentioned in passing at the beginning in such a way that you are led to believe that this is the kind of genius that this new captain that we're still getting to know um, has displayed in order to earn him the place of being the captain of the Federation's flagship. And then the climactic scene involves him doing the Picard maneuver and someone else outthinking him because they're aware of it. It's brilliant setup and payoff. It's a really good way to show how to mount a gun and how to fire it. But yes, the approach that you're suggesting is a very, very good approach. It avoids most of the pitfalls, and the pitfalls that it does have, I've done my best to enumerate, so I think we can put this one to bed. I think so, and and tuck it in and, and maybe give it a glass of water. All right. Thank you very much, Jim, and we'll see you tomorrow. The Everyday Novelist is written and presented by J. Daniel Sawyer and Kitty Nakian, and is produced by Artistic Whispers Productions Incorporated. The text is copyright 2023 J. Daniel Sawyer, and the production is copyright 2023 Artistic Whispers Productions Incorporated. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License, and all other rights are reserved to the author. Join the conversation. Submit a question, leave a comment, or a creative death threat. Or find me at jdsawyeronminds.com or hit me at feedback at jdsawyer.net. We can't do it without you.